Alrighty then, here we are, podcast three, here with Gary Trottier. Woo! I need to learn how to use this app, because there's like an option you can use to add sound effects, and I just don't know how to do it. Oh well. How was everyone's day? It was good? Don't ever ask that question, ever again to anyone. Because you're going to get the same fucking answer every time. Right? I'm sorry I swore, but... When people ask, oh, how was your day? My day was good. My day was bad. Like, why are you asking me... Why do I, right now, at this point... Like, you know, at at this point in time, why do I have to determine whether my day was good or bad? Because once I say it, then that's the energy I give off. Instead, hey, uh, you can ask... Oh, what'd you do today? Are you happy? How many times in a week do people ask if you're happy? Because that's really, it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter what we did today. It matters if we're happy. That's why we do things. That's why we should and how live our lives to be happy, right? How many times has, has anyone ever asked you, are you happy today? I honestly, the only time when people ask me that is when I have like, you know, a bitch face on. And I don't even know what that even really means when I even say that, but that's neither here or there. So what shall we talk about today? Hmm? I had a couple of suggestions. I had suggestions about um, having a clean diet uh, and maintaining that. And then I had another suggestion to talk about plate approaches. Or just any approach, really. So I can even, you know, shave it right down to just approach in general. The approach to life, the approach to every situation. Because it's, it's honestly all the same. It is all the same. And I can, I can get into that, you know. I might start off with that while it's hot in my, in my mind. Um, and then I'm going to try something new. Where this was another suggestion. I thought it was a great idea. Where we do something as a podcast community. As a Gary Trotter podcast community. And we make, you know, like a trademark thing here, you know? So if you have any ideas, I have a glove idea. People tell me, oh, you know, talk about gloves. I think it's a great idea because everyone knows how much I love gloves. For the sole fact that I might create an Instagram. Like how people create one for the dogs. I might make one for my do- like my glove, you know, dogs and glove. Like I'm at that point right now in my life, which I don't really know what to think of, but that's okay. So I'm going to start off with approach. Um, so for those who don't play baseball, I'm going to give you a little information. So now you're going to learn something new right now. You're expanding your prefrontal cortex, right? The gray matter is expanding in your brain. You can feel it stretch like web, right? So in baseball, a lot of coaches preach approaches, right? So, um, for those who don't follow baseball, three strikes and you're out four balls and you're and there's a walk right so whenever you get into a certain count so let's say the pitcher has you in a two balls and one straight count your approach might change so to a t yes your approach may change dustin bedroy has a different approach this and that whatever so to a very macro level very basic level you want an approach, a different approach for every at bat. 
Correct. Let's say that it's a soft. Let's say that it's a guy throwing very soft. You want to make sure you're not out in front. If it's a guy throwing very hard, you want to make sure you get your front foot down and all that great stuff. I'm a pitching guy. This is more of Angelo St. Laurent, Cody Ortega's, and Jackson Gervais's thing. Okay. But I want to expand this to approach in life. Not just approaching at bats. Because you got to remember, your approach in life will 1,000%, and I guarantee you, will affect your approach in the at-bat. So which one are you going to take care of first? You're approaching up or you're first in your at-bat? Good. Thank you. Well, for those who, you know, didn't want to answer it, the answer is the approach in life. So that's what we're going to go with. The approach in life should be... Actually, yeah, you can correlate it to a, to a baseball count. Baseball, it's, so, it's such a beautiful sport. You can be so romantic with it, right? Either way, life is just like baseball. Always look fastball. So now, because we were looking off speed, see, the thing is, you can with the fastball, you can time up a fastball because that's the fastest pitch the pitcher will throw, right? So you have a shorter amount of time to react to that pitch than what's say an off-speed pitch, right? And you adjust off-speed. Look, fastball, adjust off-speed, right? Life is just like that. The approach to life is to expect nothing. Because when you expect nothing, you create a bias. And I, don't, and I know a lot of people when I say this, they say, come on, let's be realistic here. I am being realistic. The problem is you're not being realistic. Or whoever thinks it's not possible to change how you think and rewire the brain. You're not being realistic. And you really need to pick up a book. And you need to stop telling people that they can't do that. Because that goes back to a podcast. I almost said out there, but I thought it was very um, narcissistic. So. You want to approach life in any situation without any expectations. The reason being is this. When you have an expectation, now how do you formulate an expectation? Let's say, whenever you wear your shiny shoes, right, your blue suede shoes, you always end up getting someone's number, right? Let's say it happened three times in a row. There were so many variables that played a vital role into that in three different situations. And it is very unfair to bring each situation to the next because there are so many different variables that play a role, right? And what I mean by that, I mean is if you're trying to, you know, get someone's number and you get your blue suede shoes on, that person, not only does that person have to be in the same vicinity as you, that person has to be either a single or looking to be single or not happy or this or interested or even find you. You know what I mean? There's so many... So many factors. They could be in a great mood, bad mood. You know, if someone was talking to them on their right and they weren't looking to your left, I mean to their left, and you were sitting at their left, you would never see them. Right? So, so many things just play an important role. So, that's why expectations, they're very detrimental. They are. They're detrimental to, uh, to growth. Because, how do I word this? We become attached. To everything and the reason we become attached is because our mind our mind does not like to be not ready 
That is our fight or flight complex. Our mind always wants an answer, always wants a solution, always will have plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. Always. It's, it's wired in our brains. The great part is we can change the wiring. We can. You can change the way that you can change the way that your brain works and functions. And it's true. You you got to remember though that you have the opportunity to view anything of anything in whatever way. We cover that in the first podcast. Right? So in a recent LaSalle uh, high school game, I'll share this experience. Uh, one of my players um, was throwing three straight curveballs. And he was pretty upset by that. And he just didn't, he couldn't understand why that happened. And him and I talked and I was like, you trying to figure out why that happened. And how that happened. And what the pitcher was thinking. is like the poisoned arrow, Suda. And the uh, Buddhist scripture. Well, it's not even scripture. It's just Buddhist text. So I'm going to share that story. The poison hour goes like this. There was this warrior. And he was shot by this arrow. The arrow tip was poison. So this guy had a very limited time to take that out of his skin. Right? It's like a bee sting. But. He was so fixated. On finding out not only who shot the arrow, which you know will never, you will never know who shot the arrow. There's like 5,000 archers 300 yards away shooting at you. You will never know who shot you. And in addition to that, he wanted to know what kind of bow they used. Where was he from? Does he have a family? All these questions that you know you will never figure out because they're, they're, they're useless. They are not going to change the fact that there's a freaking arrow in your arm that is killing you. And you're refusing to take it out is only killing yourself. So your refusal to disattach yourself from your first immediate reaction is detrimental. And that brings me to another story, which is called, it's not really called anything. It's when you're walking on a beach and you step on a shell your first reaction this is called the um the double the double arrow the double arrow sutta and they use the she shell more likely to create a better um story rather than two arrows but i can share the arrow story as well so you're walking on a beach and you step on a shell boom we all know that hurts but does it it hurts because we were shocked that it happened. Right? So your first thought is, oh, I stepped on a shell. Because the first thing your brain acknowledges is, what did I just step on? Boom. Oh, shell. That hurt. So what does that tell you about the second comment? Do you have the opportunity to not identify with the pain? Of course you do. You could acknowledge that you just stepped on it. Right? Like, oh, I just stepped in friggin' seashell. It might sting, but does it really hurt? No, because it's gone in two seconds. 
If you don't concentrate on it, it's not there. I had a guy last year. His name was Louis DeLeon. The kid's a stud. The only reason I said his name was because I want everyone to know his name. Because he's a kid I root for. Um, he got hit in the wrist. and His wrist was sore. Or his wrist was sore to begin with. I don't know if he got hit in the I think I believe he got hit in the hand. He was like, coach, my wrist is killing me. I was like, yeah. It might be killing you. It could be throbbing. But guess what? You have the option to view that pain. See, the problem is we view it as pain. Like, oh, my arm is killing me. That hurts. Does it hurt? Or are you just feeling a sensation? You're feeling a sensation, right? It's just like you feeling the wind blowing on your face. It's something happening to, you know, the skin. You're feeling it. You're experiencing it. You're sensing it. And because it's not hurtful, your amygdala is like, okay, it's good to go. And allows the wind to go through the gates and you don't recognize it as pain. But I guarantee you, if you step on a she-shell, your brain is like, oh, that hurts, boom. You know, it's like a quick denial. That's the amygdala at, uh, working right there. That is the fight or flight complex. So we all have the option to react to everything we want to. And that's the approach I want everyone to do. The approach is there is no approach. Because what does that tell you if there's an approach? It tells you that there was already a predetermined expectation of what you're making the approach for. And once that happens, and that leads to, um, you know, a lack of expectations. If something else happens, now you're measuring that to your expectations. Let's say that you expected A to happen, but B happened. Not to say that B isn't better than A. Not to say that A is better than B, but they're just different. Now you're already comparing B to A, and because of that, that's not fair. There's no need to even compare it. I shouldn't even have to get to that level. Right? So there's that. That's my approach to your at-bat and to your life. No approach. Live each moment by moment, and then you make decisions when you're in that glass room like we talked about. Like, remember that hurricane? If you're ever getting aroused, if you're ever getting flustered, get out of the storm, get into your glass room. And when you're there, that's when you make your decision. And it'll be a clear decision. Wow, that came out weird. Clear decision. The next thing I want to talk about is this living a healthy lifestyle and how that can actually contribute to success. And it's true. I'm reading a book right now called Peak Performance. It's it's fantastic. I'm reading it for my graduate program. And one whole section of this book was to talk about sleep. Isn't that wild? Sleep. Because we see all the time on... um, Instagram, you know, it's that always that lion, you know, in the background, like a lion never sleeps. Pretty sure a lion sleeps, by the way. You know, it's not. I don't know where that mentality came from, where, you know, the less sleep you have, the better you're going to do, because that's not that's not the case. You have to understand that, like, there comes a point, like, for example, if you were to. If you were to watch TV or just look at your phone or your computer, which gives off blue light, 
that naturally affects the brain in a negative way. They're talking about like the compounds that are broken down with it. Um, it's like CO2, no, CO6, something like that. And with that, with the, the blue light affecting that, it's detrimental right before bed. Right? So I kind of lost my place when I was talking. Because I got a notification on my phone. If you guys keep listening, I guarantee you I will graduate away from my phone and do this on a more professional device. <laughs> um, ah, so phones, computers, all that. Negative. And there was a story that there was a study that they actually compared with that. So they said before bed, the, uh, compared to the people who read the same amount. So group A was reading a book and they read 60 pages of a book. Group B, same book, but they wrote it on an e-book. The people in the e-book were kept up. Oh, I remember everything now. The people that read the e-book stayed up for an extra hour and a half. See, the whole, the whole idea here is that the more sleep, the better. So seven to nine is the best. That leads to better performance. Sleep um, allows the proteins to break down and actually be used efficiently. So let's say that you ate so well and you had that you know, protein before bed, whatever, and you only got five hours of sleep. It's not. It's, you just wasted all that protein. So make sure you get your seven to nine. It allows your brain, it allows the prefrontal cortex to get developed, right? So the less, so what does that tell you? So more blue screen, blue light leads to less sleep. I think we can all agree on that, right? And not only that, they also had shorter, um, less amount of the book information retained. Right. So not only is sleep important, your diet is important as well. And I don't like to say diet either. Um, your nutrition. That's it. When I was in Ohio, I saw something really cool at a gym where it was like, we don't diet to work out. We fuel to train. And I thought that's a great way. Fuel to train. That is money. Money, 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 money. Now, how many of you actually just said money? Like in your head. I hope some of you did. And if some, some of you didn't, then I'm sure now you will. So nutrition is super key. You got to think of yourself as a car. Are you going to put crappy fuel in? You're going to put good fuel in. It's as simple as that. I don't need to go into these crazy details. And, you know, you get you get what you... I'm, I'm a huge guy. You get what you pay for. Um... With food, it's you get what you pay for with that too. You want to eat like crap? Fine, eat like crap. Do it. You may feel good in the moment, but your skin might go. You have less energy. You don't even know what the hell is in that food anyways in fast food. Right? And that also comes with the lack of discipline. Oh, I'm not feeling too well. I'm going to go get fast food. I'm not feeling too. I need to eat. Oh, there's a Wendy's. Let me stop by and get it. Okay. Or you can drive another thousand feet to the supermarket and add five more minutes. You can go in there and buy a couple things of fruit and walk out. You have that option too. All right. So, healthy living habits 
is very important. And that's also an approach too. See how this all ties in? Isn't that crazy? This is my longest podcast. Woo! Woo! I'm pretty excited for that. I'm actually sitting outside my gym right now because it's packed. It's packed. And I don't know how I feel about that. I got to do legs. I'm just going to get a good stretch in. Oh, man, I forgot my stretching strap there. What can I use instead? I'll figure something out. Hmm. All right. Well, I think I'm at a good place in this conversation. Oh, wait, one more thing. Let's let's, uh, create that trademark thing right now. I want to make it wild. Hmm. I want to make it kind of messed up, too, where you're just like, oh, come on. I wish I had, like, a live feed and people could just throw me all their ideas. All right. So now that I just threw it out there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force a trademark today. For those who watch this, I mean, we'll read it. Send me some ideas of things that you think would be so funny to talk about because I'm going to add some humor to here, you know? All right, y'all. I think I'm ready to uh, depart for today. I'm at a good place right now. So just to review what we talked about. Have no approach. The approach to life is having no approach. Live each moment by its uh, moment and uh, love as many people as you can. All right? And I say that sincerely. Because why would you want to hate someone, really? Like, I... At the end of the day, why would you really want to do that? If you think that you have to, then let me tell you, if you're a guy, you suffer, my friend, from hypermasculinity. Yep. So, enjoy your day, everyone. I want you all to be happy. Thank you all for tuning in. Be safe. Be kind. Fuel yourselves, take care of yourselves, get plenty of rest, and we will talk tomorrow. Sayonara.